This is your announcer, Shannon St. Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. Can we wrap this show up? I was invited to a Memorial Day weekend barbecue with Mick Mars Iron Lung and the Cruise Control AI on Vince Neil Samboni. I don't want to be late. Obviously, you guys can't come. Vince Neil's weight loss machine is still annoyed at all the publicity you gave them. This is their first weekend off, you monsters. Our IP live cast starts now. Wrap it up. We just didn't even start yet. What's she talking yeah, about? Like, chill out, girl. Like, relax. And also, why do you think the AI on Vince Neil Zamboni's cruise control knows who you are? Or how do you think you met Mick Mars Iron Lock? She has, a, she has a very inflated sense of self. Well, that's why she fits right in here on R.I.P. A live cast. We are live, <laughs> baby. Guilty. <laughs> We're live every Saturday afternoon. Oh, come on. Of course. <laughs> Saturday afternoons at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Well, then that's before noon. We're live Saturday mornings. <laughs> Hit the bland again. Let's start over. <laughs> Go! <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. It's Rob here with Sid. Hello. And 3D, also Hi, known as Darren. Both uh, monitors work. And uh, thank you for joining us. Of course, you can follow us on social media, RIP Livecast. Chat with us all week long on Discord for free. You can get the invite at RIPLivecast.com. And send us your feedback. RIPLivecast at gmail.com. We have some emails to read uh, later in the in the show. Hopefully, I'll remember to get to them. I'll try to remind you. Of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, it's been an interesting week uh, for memes of the show. We have a few updates from various meme members. <laughs> Of the uh, of, of future livecast Hall of Famers, oh, exciting! And uh, <clears throat> well, first off, we have uh, one Philip H. Henselmo. Mm. Of course, oh, Pantera's yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, Pantera <laughs> is on the road now. Uh, uh, Pantera, uh, Pantera tribute, I should say. You don't know me. <laughs> and uh, so far, not, nothing really too controversial. I've been hearing good reviews, in fact, from people that have see, been seeing it live. Phil's and voice is holding up. Phil's voice is holding up. The band sounds good. Zach Wilde is hitting the parts. Uh, Charlie Bernante, of course. I feel always comes through. He's probably uh, one of the most underrated drummers in thrash metal because he's so good. Uh, but so they were in uh, in Bulgaria, I believe, right? In Sofia. Oh, Sofia, Bulgaria. They were all they were all in Sofia at the same at, time. Wow! Kudos to her. <laughs> Is it Sofia? How do you pronounce? No, it? I wasn't Sophia? saying you said it wrong. I was. We were going for just a Sofia joke. Yeah. It's a per woman's name. Sophia. So we're in Sophia. And uh, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what the sign says, but 
uh, Phil Anselmo, right before uh, going into Cowboys from Hell, uh-huh. one of their signature tracks, he... Uh, Does he tweak it every time to, like, Cowboys from Sophia, Cowboys from, like, whichever no. town they're in? He doesn't well, do that. Well, yeah. that wouldn't be... Then they're saying that the town that they're in is hell. That's not yeah. nice. I we're mean... The, we're the Cowboys from Sheboygan. <laughs> I think that would be a fun little Easter egg for the fans, for the local fans. Get sure, they should do. I don't think they're playing Sheboygan. Though. They should do the big stadiums. They should do the Shelbyville thing, like do the neighboring town. <laughs> That's good. Or like, uh, yeah, I can't imagine when they're playing Giant Stadium. Like, we're the Cowboys of East Rutherford. <laughs> Are they playing Giant Stadium? Yeah, they're opening for Metallica. But I will all. Oh, but also, like God to be hell, fair, yeah. nobody who plays giant stadium acts as if they're in New Jersey. It's, it's an extension of New York city. They wouldn't even say East Rutherford or New Jersey. They just say, Hey, Cowboys from New York city. uh, um, Yeah, I guess they would say Cowboys from Jersey. No, they wouldn't say that either. You don't think so? No. You, You think East Rutherford is still New York? I think that's how people view it. Cause it's the New York giants and New York jets that play there. I see. Well, uh, Philip H. <laughs> so they were in Bulgaria, like I said, and, and the, there was a sign uh, that Philip needed to acknowledge. So let, let's play that. Ooh, quick, there's uh, audio. Clip. There's vi- there's audio and video. This oh. is a very exciting moment for us here on the show. So Imagine this, like one woman named Sophia. In the stand. <laughs> like, what did I do? What? What do you want? What do you what? want? I, I want to go home already. Could you imagine how annoying it must be in general to be named Sophia and live in Sophia every fucking day with that shit? I would move. I would move to Sheboygan at that point. And imagine like being the son of a woman named Sophia. The amount of your mom jokes, just unbelievable. <laughs> yes. I gotta say this. Incredible audience. One little thing. There's a person over here holding up this sign trying to ruin the fucking show. I disavow. I disavow the fucking flag. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous, man. Keep oh. politics out of shit. It's boring. That must have been. It was the Confederate flag? What was it? Apparently, well, I yeah. imagine the sign, the sign says disavow the flag, the Confederate flag. What? Because he's mad at he's like listen to what he's saying. He's like, "There's a person with a sign, try like not everything has to be political, man. I disavow. I disavow. Like 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 uh, they're trying to push him to a political position. Wait, which- you think someone in Sofia, Bulgaria, had a sign with the word in English disavow on it? I think so. No, disavow the the Confederate I think flag. It's probably- Dude probably just had a sign with a with like pictures with of Hitler flag? with the Confederate flag on it, and Dave was triggered. Oh, well, by here, here, here is a wider angle. Let's see if we can see it. Here. So what if there is no sign? Ah! <laughs> I was just hallucinating, man. Yeah, this is a false Confederate flag operation. Yeah, I don't see a sign. Well, over here holding up this sign trying to ruin the fucking show. I disavow. I 
politics out of shit uh if the sign didn't have a political message well the like political was message just was a, that the confederate flag is cool but if the person was just holding a confederate flag uh-huh. well, he would just be like oh i don't think it's cool to hold the confederate flag well uh, why would he acknowledge the politi- politics is, of is phil that articulate yeah no he's message? already he said, no, this was like five years ago that he disavowed the Confederate flag. Well, he I think if he tasteless. saw that flag in the stands, he would just be like, hey, man, cool flag. Like, he would have <laughs> no, forgotten. No, he wouldn't. He would not. No, he would I not. Think he you disav- know, he, he's been very consistent about but he the did, Confederate I, I flag is a dated thing. But I don't think he would stop the show and be like, get that flag out of here. He might just ignore it, probably. Mm-hmm. So you agree with me that it said something. For him to well, I'm not 100 percent convinced that there was any any sign of any kind. Well, yeah, okay. There's one he more. Se- he seems to be hallucinating. Well, in yeah, the in another... the post on Blabbermouth said he was addressing a fan in the audience who was displaying a sign that included Confederate flag imagery. Oh, okay, but where is this flag? Well, it's a huge Here's audience. It's probably a dude nose. with a piece of paper. A piece of paper. I mean, for Phil to see it on stage, wouldn't we have to be able to see it? But it's different. We're facing Phil, not the audience. I don't know. I mean, look, where where is the sign? Look, here's the the crowd. Oh, right there, right on the left. Right. I see. I see. Okay, there's a sign. There's banner. Oh no, no, that's a Bulgarian flag. That's not. That's not a sign. You can that quickly and easily recognize yeah. the fucking Bulgarian flag. Yeah, well, there's a Bulgarian wrestler who uh, <laughs> who walked around with the Bulgarian flag, so it's easy for me to. It's white, green, and red. Yeah, yeah. Here's the white. Uh, there's the keep green. You and Bulgarian and bullshit. <laughs> yeah, there, keep your Bulgarian bullshit. Keep your Bulgarian politics out of us. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't want that's, to be associated so that's not with that what flag he was referencing. So where is the sign? This is like a, we're studying this like as a Pruder film. <laughs> where is this sign? It's Maybe like it's back though. to the left. <laughs> He's like, where's Waldo? Yeah. Oh, he, he said it. So See, no flag. They're uh. Whenever Pantera comes up, I just that Stone Cold Austin impression that our did that once. Who's Stone Cold Steve Austin? I just want you guys to play some fucking Pantera. Who's <laughs> play some Pantera? That guy. that guy was good. It sounded like a caffeinated Sean, basically. Yeah, I don't give a shit about hearing about no piss or no fucking shit in your pants. I just want to hear some Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you want to hear about Bulgarian flags? I don't care about Bulgarian flags. What? <laughs> I don't want to hear about Confederate flags. What? Let's play some damn Pantera. Some cowboys from hell. Yeah. But then I guess Phil also was like interviewed. I guess this is uh, from 2016. This is what you were referencing earlier, I guess, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, he. It was. I think during like the George Floyd thing, he was asked about, it, and he was like, okay. "Yeah, you know." But it, there's uh, this quote of this article where he basically blames Leonard Skinner for Pantera's use of the Confederate flag. He doesn't blame them. He says I that's mean, that's who they were inspired by. They, yeah, they saw Leonard Skinner do it, so that's why they did it. It functions. That's not as blaming blame. them. 
Yeah. It functions as blame. It, he's not saying <laughs> Leonard Skinner made us do it. He's saying that's where the, what they were inspired yeah. by. But when you are being criticized for something and you go, Leonard Skinner did it, that's why yeah. we do it. It functions no, as blame. I mean, it's not directly blame, but it, it, it comes off as blame. This other why vaguely racist band did Philip it. H. It's not our fault. What? Why are you making me defend Philip H? I, uh, that's your choice, know. brother. Yeah. <laughs> Blame it on the white wine. Uh, no, I, I, because I remember the thing was that okay, so that was after because in 2015, I remember Vinnie Paul was adamant, adamantly pro Confederate flag. Uh, saying, all I'm going to say is it's a big knee-jerk reaction to something that happened. It's unfortunate that people are like that. They want to point a finger at something. Honestly, this country is built on freedom of speech and freedom of expression, and when you can no longer do that, it's no longer based on that. You know, it's a touchy thing, and that's really all I'm going to say about it. I just think and we see how things turned out for him. Was built on <laughs> and what it was based on. Uh. And then Anselmo said that he was thinking twice about his past associations with the rebel flag, saying it'd be like, would we be flying the Nazi flag? He asked a Hard Rock Haven interview. I don't think so, because flags are looked at, whether it be nationalisms or symbols of something. Truthfully, it's like, I wish everyone would just get along. See? He, so here, the singer went on to explain that the reason he and his former bandmates might have used the Confederate flag in the first place was our love of bands like Leonard Skinner. But he also acknowledged there was never a time when it was okay to promote hate. He also offered another possible explanation, saying it was never this blatant thing unless I was completely out of my mind, which I was at points in time, but that's a long time ago. <laughs> you know, so, you saw how, how well the, the flag worked out for Leonard Skinner. They're all dead. So, yeah. Well, so it's supposed to Pantera. <laughs> well, I was going to say, maybe, maybe Pantera used it maybe one half as much as Leonard Skinner. It's so only half of them are dead. So this is this is the part that sold me on on, on what uh, and some of he says this days I wouldn't want anything to do anything to fucking do with it because truthfully I wouldn't. <laughs> That's such a these days I wouldn't want anything to fucking do with it because truthfully I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I sure uh, would. But hold on, then he goes to say <laughs> the way I feel and the group of people I've had to work with my whole life. You see the Confederate flag out there that says heritage, not hate. I'm not so sure I'm buying into that. No. People can point out flaws in any social group, any ethnic group, any ideology. Oh, wow. he's, he's all sizing it. Yeah, I would really have, is. I would have, uh, if I was the reporter, I would have followed up. Could you point out some flaws in some of the ethnic groups, Phil, please? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear what they are. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely witnessed firsthand some very problematic, likely heroin-induced Phil Anselmo uh, verbal rants while oh, watching yeah? Super Joint Ritual uh, live. And, like uh, what? Yeah. Just, like, you know, like, uh, I, I mean, I feel like I, I've seen him do, like, a white power thing. Like what? Uh, like or verbal, like something verbal or, or a gesture? Uh, verbal. Like a verbal, like kind of like, hey, why don't you shut up before? I don't, like just just a, a heroin <laughs> induced ramble where I was like, wait, what did he? You know, like did he fall asleep during the sentence? Because that would be a heroin almost. induced ramble. No. The thing, 
Oh, go ahead, Darren. Sorry. I was going to say, don't make me a curb stop, you boy. <laughs> and then he falls asleep halfway there. <laughs> well, when he Here lifts his foot me. up, he, he falls over backwards. <laughs> <laughs> he falls on the curb. His sleep, his sleep apnea transpired upon the stage. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing to me is of all, like, of all the things to be influenced by Leonard Skinner, like, they, they had a piano in their band. Maybe Pantera could have done a piano. Maybe Pantera could have just covered a Leonard Skinner song. Why? This great musical influence, and the thing you take away is just they had this specific flag on stage. That's it? That's the influence? But, I mean, that they were pretty closely linked to the flag, though. I don't think that's that far of a... A thing to, like I, I take them at their word for that, and also I think a lot of southern bands uh, would, would, a lot of white southern mm. bands uh, would uh, would have done that. I don't I know. guess. I think their logo, of, Leonard Skinner's logo, had the Confederate flag in it for a long time. Well, I also think a lot of people sincerely believe that the the flag was a uh, like a, a white, uh, not a white, a southern heritage thing. Yeah. And they did without any malice. Like they really bought yeah. into that. It's a false statement, but it's like doesn't mean that they're maliciously. They, I think the awareness campaigns of the later years made people stop doing that. But I don't. I think some people like legitimately bought into that without hating black people. You know. Yeah. I agree. I completely agree with you, Darren. But then when when it was pointed out to them that actually this is what this means. They start getting all defensive. Like, right. no, it actually means something completely different to me and my definition. Yeah. Like, supersedes your definition. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what my generosity of of their rhetoric uh, disappears if they persist. Yeah. I, I always give people the benefit of the doubt if they're unaware of what their, the impact of their statements are. But if they keep uh, staying on the same rails when it's explained to them, then they lost the benefit of the doubt. I agree with you there. And yeah, Quick Man Cometh points out Neil Young and Leonard Skinner had a beef back in the day <clears throat> because of Neil Young's song Southern Man about people in the South being racist. And then Leonard Skinner called Neil Young out in Sweet Home Alabama. So that was like an early like rap beef kind yeah. of East Coast, West Coast kind of thing, but with like yeah. gray haired classic rockers. East Coast, Gulf Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, transitioning to something a little lighter. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I that was lighter. Okay? Right. What? I've ranted before about uh, <clears throat> how much I am not a fan of the growing world of weed culture. And it just got a bit more cringy, folks. Oh. Because, as broken by TMZ Sports, uh, Hulk Hogan oh. <laughs> now has a brand of mushrooms, THC, and cannabinoids. Uh, oh. So I guess that's like CBD stuff. Are mushrooms uh, legal? Uh, they're they are increasingly uh, getting legalized. Yes, okay, indeed. Uh, there's, Maybe like there's in Colorado. A lot of they're legal in Colorado. They're decriminalized in a bunch of states. They're like the next thing to get uh, legalized, which I think is great. And what's really interesting is now there's exploration. You know how like the uh, stereotypical positive uh, 
hallucinogenic experience with mushrooms would be like, oh, I really like found my, I felt so great and I, fa- I discovered myself. So now uh, doctors are are studying uh, microdosing them so to the so you can get some of the positive mental stimulation without the hallucinogenic effects. So it's pretty interesting uh, where it's going. It's being used as a natural treatment for things like depression and anxiety. Feeling uh, like so, a pig before sex. <laughs> oh, so brother. there are actual uses for it, but then also with uh, things being legal, as uh, Deuterino pointed out in our chat, that they're also legal in Oregon. I believe all drugs are legal in Oregon. Uh, Oregon made all drugs legal because they don't want to... Crack? Uh, yeah, they you can't get arrested for like drug possession anymore. It, it's more about uh, uh, because they don't want to put uh, drug addicts into the prison system. They'd rather get them help. That, that's kind of the idea behind it. Uh, <laughs> Shifty Shortcake says, "Say your prayers, smoke your weed." Doesn't <laughs> quite have the same ring to it. It's more honest, well, you though. Don't, you yeah. don't have to smoke the weed. You could also consume a gummy. You know, it's not necessarily a smokable. Yeah, that's if, like a vitamin. To, it's like a Flintstone vitamin. To, if you are trying to use it as a medicine, there are medicinal ways to do it where you're not inhaling carcinogens. Uh, but anyway, so Hogan is now promoting a new line. So uh, here's how I saw this working is uh mike tyson was the 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 guy to license his name because he has a brand of weed products uh-huh. uh and, and to be clear it's not like mike tyson woke up one day and was like i want to make a dent in the cannabis industry that's not what happened it's what, what happened was a guy with a big ass fucking cannabis brand uh, got drunk with Mike Tyson at a bar one day and was like, I will give you this amount of money to put your name on my brand of weed and free weed, probably. So and why not? Like, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and then after that, Mike got his friend, Ric Flair, to do like a flavor uh, in the Mike Tyson brand of weed. And so Ric Flair had a flavor. And I can't tell. Like, Ric Flair has been posting these Instagram reels of him smoking a dube with Mike Tyson. And I've never felt more cringed. Really? (laughs) Like, it it feels so... Like, I don't know. I feel like I should think this is cool, but I don't. Not even (laughs) when we read your live journal? uh, (laughs) More cringe than that, yes. Because I, I just don't believe that Ric Flair is a pothead. You know, he, Why? he yeah. strikes me as more of a Coke guy. I I, I sympathize with that. I think Coke that's and alcohol, good... not not a pothead. So I feel he's like a poser. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> it's like he never smoked weed. I just yeah, I'm he's... sure he did, but it's just not his go-to. Right. Exactly. Maybe it is in his old age. That's Maybe. True. It's true. Uh, well, now Hulk But he's Hogan. selling it on the strength of being Ric Flair, you know, like mm. Ric Flair yeah. knows weed and everything. And like, right, I, right, I right. definitely see him as more of an alcohol and cocaine guy. Uh, well, now, uh, I guess Ric Flair was telling his good friend, and they are good friends, Hulk Hogan, how much money he was making with this weed licensing. And since nobody really wants to fucking talk to Hulk Hogan, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I need some money. I'll do some weed licensing. And, and so now Hulk Hogan went on, on TMZ. Here, here's an example of like a cringe uh, thing I'm talking about here. Here he is with his son-in-law. On a video that looks like it was filmed on like a, a Nokia from 2005. <laughs> oh, this is Ric Flair. This is Ric Flair, yeah. Go woo on a bitch. Woo! Oh, Benny, you're the man. 
Hold on, we'll let it, we'll let it play back. Play back around. Uh, he's hyping his his his, his joints. Who's the next boy? And the one and only Andrade, the man, the myth, the legend, smoking Rick Flair drip. Son-in-law, by the way. And his son-in-law Andrade, by the way, is just so like he's also a wrestler. So he has mm. uh, he's a second-generation wrestler. He has an immense amount of respect for Ric Flair, and it's very much the vibe of like I don't want to offend my fa- my my wife's father. And I think this guy's such a wrestling legend. I'll just do whatever he says. And that's totally like this might be Andrade's like fifth time smoking weed ever. Oh. And he's just like, yeah, sure. Really? You think a wrestler touring with a gigantic company doesn't have weed in his face all the time? Yeah, right. Mm, well, they get fined for it. So, <laughs> oh, I, I bet they do. They do. Please. They still do it. For, yeah. for many, they just considered it the pot tax. They had it like, uh, <laughs> they're like, all right, this is what we got to pay to smoke weed on the road. But yeah, so you get it. Anyway, so here's uh, here's Hulk Hulk Hogan announcing his his weed brand, and let's see how how he he brings it up. Hulk, you have uh, you know, obviously everyone knows uh, who you are and what you've accomplished, and now and and tell me if I have this <laughs> yeah. wrong and who you fucked and and who why you does, uh, made racist comments towards. Why, why does the Hulkster need sunglasses on top of his head? He's indoors. It's yeah. daytime. Like what? What? I I don't understand. And There's is he a lot of have points for this interview? Is he face tuning himself again? <laughs> it looks no, like there does might. not seem to be any face tune on this. I feel it looks like a lot less wrinkles that I'm accustomed to with him. I think it's just the compression of the uh, the webcam <laughs> image. Also, just look at the face he's making. It's like he's on a Zoom session with Ellison whacking off. He's like <laughs> sexually delighted to see something right now. Yeah. This is not like business Hulk. This is this is bedroom Hulk we're getting right now. Bedroom eyes. Wrong Hulk. <laughs> you are getting into business with one. Or he's of just that the- high. Uh, yeah. Guys who has really taken over the the marijuana and the CBD industry in, in Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah, I am. You know, Mike and Ric Flair. We're, Mike uh, and Rick, right, your buddy Ric yeah, Flair. we're all getting so, together. We're the three musketeers now. Yeah, what do you have going on? I know you have... Uh, money. It's money. I, it's all I, about money. <laughs> I just want to say, like, to, to make a little aside here, you know, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair famously, both uh, inside the ring and out behind the scenes, hated each other for a yeah. long time. And I find it so ironic and sad and pathetic how they're, they're just the same guy and they alienated everyone in their lives. And the only people they have yeah. now is, to, each, is each other. To, that's, it's no totally that. You've nailed it. They were so competitive with each other for their during their primes that they would never be seen in the same room with each other and couldn't stand each other. But then they came to realize, like, oh, we have all the same insecurities. <laughs> yeah, we're the same person. And also Hulk Hogan, like Ric Flair's biggest insecurity in his life was always that Hulk Hogan was ranked number one as like the best wrestler and he was ranked number two. And he felt that that was unfair because to wrestlers, wrestlers would say he was the better wrestler. Hogan was the more famous. More Right. He drew more box office. He made more money. Uh, but also he, because he was working for the bigger company. Uh, so it was always one and two. And it was all, and, and Hogan would never agree that flair was the better wrestler also because hogan ironically flair brought hogan into wcw and then they had another wave of hatred because hogan would uh they would be politicking for the top spot uh and it was only until after both got out of 
professional wrestling full time that Hogan finally started being like, yes, Flair is the best wrestler. And I think the only reason he says that is he knows that Flair would not be his friend unless he admitted that. And like he realizes at this point, it doesn't matter. Right. Like yeah. he's already made the money. So yeah. sure, you, I can acknowledge you as the best wrestler. Yeah. And the thing about making the money versus being the best in-ring wrestler, I think among wrestlers, at least maybe not so much recently, but over the, t- the, the past 30 years or so, that was always considered a mark thing Like among wrestlers. They mm-hmm. were like, okay, you're a great wrestler at this thing that uh, we're doing that's fake, that uh, you know we're predetermined, but I, I'm drawing more money, so which one matters more? So to sit there and be yeah, mad. Yeah, what is that the true mark of a of a great wrestler? Someone that has a good match or someone that draws the most money? Right. Yeah. So let's hear more of uh, Hogan's logic here. This is like going to Ja Rule for. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where's Ja? Of a new line. Uh, it, it's not just CBD, uh, THC as well, and also uh, mushrooms, which I know is something that a lot of people have been getting into lately. So why don't you tell us what you have going on, Hulk? Well, across the board. Man, I just want to pause one second. Watching Hoax squint to like see and understand, because clearly he wears glasses, uh, and, and to see what's going on and hear this, and just seeing him in his old age, it's so hard for me to see. You know, like it's hard for me to watch. It's it a miracle he's still like, alive. Be happy it, that he's. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, long. that's true. I'm afraid. Who's still like? I, I, oh, go ahead. Sir. Sorry. I was just going to ask who the guy who's sitting with him is. That's probably the guy, the actual billionaire who runs uh, the fucking okay. <laughs> weed company. To really? The billionaire? Stuff. I don't know. Uh, whatever. Who, a millionaire. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, the guy with the money. The money mark. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, like, I, I sort of, in a, I'm reluctant to admit, but I kind of identify with Hulk Hogan in one way, and that's that he's still, he never stopped being, like, 27 years old. You know what I mean? And it worries me. Like, if I'm going to be 71 like him and, like, just still mentally in my 20s you know Mm -hmm. because it's very cringy but like how do you want to be at 71 what would be your preference then if not that way i'd like to be you know keep discovering myself and adding new things to my repertoire unlike hulk hogan i mean you know hulk hogan just kind of floats through life looking for adulation and attention but he he adds new weed promotions and restaurants. <laughs> he added a karaoke. Yeah, he's doing karaoke. He night. added a that bikini contest. Okay, fair enough. Good for him. I think honestly, yeah. Like if anything, Hogan is becoming more and more desperate. He's realizing well, that his his uh, claim to fame and his, his like hold on fame is, is ever fleeting, right. and he's trying to recapture it any which way he can. Especially after the the misunderstanding yeah. with, what, with what he said there's a eventually tapes. gonna be a point where he's like carl gotch you know and nobody <laughs> nobody knows who the fuck he is except as like a dusty reference that people throw out there yeah think? i think it's kind of i think with wrestling eventually it's got, he, the last few times he's been in front of uh, the crowd in wwe people have booed him like yeah. a wow. lot of people don't remember who he was they just know about the stories they yeah. know well think about it if you're like a 25 year old wrestling fan what do you know of hulk hogan you're immersed in the first thing you may have learned about him was that he's yeah. a racist and uh, if you go back some- on oh, youtube and like watch his classic matches like it's not like you're going to be blown away by anything you're just going to yeah. be like this guy in his prime was bald and yeah. wrestle. Like, <laughs> what why was he so famous you definitely needed the context of the times and the mm-hmm. storyline yeah. and in that context it definitely works like i'll never detract oh, yeah. from what hulk hogan did 
But you're right. If you just watch a clip, it you don't get the full impact of why he was important at all. Not at all. Uh, Deuterino says his coffers aren't so deep anymore. I would disagree with that just because he won a $125 million lawsuit from Gawker Media. Uh, so yeah. see, Money-wise, he's probably doing okay. You and I have gone back and forth on this. I don't. I, I listen. The guy's not living in a uh, under a bridge. I get that, but he may have blown through a, an awful lot of that money. I, I don't. I, I'm just saying, like, there's he could he could not be in front of the camera. Did he, he get all of that money? No, absolutely not. Because did sure Linda get some a lot of it? of it? No. Wait, what? She, Linda, Linda oh, his wife. Oh no, no, Bubba that was already after his divorce. Oh, she doesn't get future earnings. Oh, I'm not sure if he gets. He pays her alimony. I mean, he gave her half of all of his money. And or, his kids, I'm sure, take a shit ton of his money. He gave her half of his kids. <laughs> I'm sure she could have all of them if he wants. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let, let's see a little more of this uh, Hulk Hogan. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Board, you know, it's a fitness and, and wellness journey. And in the last ten years, his I've had 28 journey. surgeries. <laughs> it's just been insane. And from everything I've been through, you know, the pain and the inflammation and the prescriptions of doctors. And feeling like a fat pig, brother. Training <laughs> prayers and eat your vitamins kind of get rattled a little bit. So oh, he's the line. Hold on. Doctor, 10 years, I've had 28 surgeries. It's just been insane. And from everything I've been through, you know, the pain and the inflammation and the prescriptions of doctors would give you. That whole training prayers and eat your vitamins kind of get rattled a little bit. Well, that's so, the new uh, training yeah. prayers and vitamins. It's the inflammation, the pain, and all the surgeries. That's the new, <laughs> the new, the new slogan. Back to get back to center, to get back to health again. And, you know, when I saw what Rick and Mike were doing, I instantly wanted to get on the team. Because you use CDB for energy. CDB! CDB! You know, for fitness, you know. It just made sense. It's a logical extension. The poor guy on the right was. there. Uh, this is schmuck. What did I get myself into? Instead in? of that wild card <laughs> way from the doctors and the right. prescription stuff. It just didn't make sense anymore. Yeah, have you ha, has this been helpful, Hulk? Obviously, uh, the the you know the, the surgeries, what your body has been through, has been well documented, and we know that these pain pills are are so incredibly addicting and so dangerous if i was this announcer i'd just uh, keep trolling CBD him and say well, and ask him cdb made a big difference just ask him what it stands it. for <laughs> real quick oh thc what's that <laughs> we were joking uh, around in the, basis, uh, in the discord that uh he's in a few weeks he's gonna claim that he invented the pot plant <laughs> <laughs> Well, it definitely helped me because, as I said, the slow walk back from the prescription drugs yeah. ended, me, ended me ended with me downing the Tylenols and the Advils and the yeah. Aleves, and finally even that wasn't working for me. So as I moved away from that and got into the CBD world, you know, you um, it really changed the game. I got kicked him under the table. <laughs> the, the inflammation, the way my wrists and my joints hurt, across the board, it helped me with my, my health. Chad, how about getting into a business with a guy like Hulk? We know how big the partnership with Mike has been and with Rick, too. How about getting into it with, uh, you know, the guy who you might be the, the greatest and the most famous wrestler to ever step foot in the ring? Listen, you know, what? I've, I've learned, um, you, I'm, you know, you being at TMZ, you've dealt with a lot of celebrities. Uh, we work with Mike and Rick and spending time with Hulk over the past several months. Like, they're a different breed in the sense of how they treat people, right? They're They're hardworking. They're... They, they if they take their, their penises name on out whenever they, they actually work and make sure that if their name's on it, they're hustling it and making sure that um, people understand the value. And I think 
you know, gives the cannabis space, the CBD space, the mushroom space, they're destigmatizing it because a lot of you're seeing a lot more sports organizations like the NBA. The NBA is now coming out and saying that you can use THC, right? And the, yeah. and CBD is now sponsoring. It's crazy EFL. that it's taking. So them you're going to see more UFCs yeah. more open to it. So more and more organizations are getting involved in the fact that how they help people. Um, and so working with Hulk, working with Rick and Ruben Mike has has been amazing. Um, and we're excited. And you know, we just you know we're going to continue. Hulk really looks like he's getting right jerked off this guy's for the first time. Oh, is there a place oh, for these yeah, products? And could they the be useful among professional wrestlers, active professional wrestlers? Well, in my opinion, yes. I mean, I always joke about I didn't get the memo that this stuff was fake. You know, and after the ten back surgeries <laughs> oh, and two knees and two right. hips, it's just a situation. I actually beat the ultimate warrior, brother. <laughs> well, I didn't know if I was going to beat Andre, dude, until we yeah. got out to the ring, brother. I just picked him up and slammed him down, Jack. That just was just my job. No one told me he was going to lay down for me, brother. You know, I don't know what RIP stands for, but uh, CDB stands for Calzone Bloated Depression. <laughs> <laughs> Get hurt out there all the time, especially the first 20 years. I never put my hand up. And when I went back to wrestle the rock, then some man goes, Well, if you're gonna get a chair shot, you're gonna put your hand up. I said, Why? You know, because I always took it wide open so the right. brain falls. How many chair shots in How many? Yeah, he's never taking a fucking chick. Get out of here. That's honestly, anyway. if he was more honest, yeah, he could totally talking. he could be like, Listen, I am proof at how brutal the wrestling industry is. Because I never did anything in my matches, and I'm still a physical mess now. Well, That's how I, bad it is. I think he wants to go the other way with it and say he got fucking uh, uh, CTE from a chair shot, and that's why I said the N-word a hundred times. <laughs> Very clever. Oh, that's yes. a good point. <laughs> Uh, but he did say that the reason that he's had to have seven hip surgeries is because a, a 30 years of dropping on on his hip doing the leg drop. Oh, you know? get out of here. He's landing no, on seriously. soft people underneath him. No, he's not. He's landing on the mat. And the mat is just like a piece of... I... Sid, he was I landing on very hard people underneath him. <laughs> well, just the sheep that one time. Get, gave me clarity and straightened things up for me. You know, I feel better than I've ever felt at 69 years old. I feel like I'm 25 again. Wow. Nice. So at the end of the day. Oh, look, he feels like he's 25 again there. Yeah. The WWE, like said. The no, right but now, I don't I believe do. that because he's talking about physically. <laughs> Mentally. <laughs> Mentally, yes. You know, especially now. As hard as they're running, they do more stuff in the ring in one match than I did in a whole month. And they're just tearing the no, okay, up. Okay, that's a little bit of honesty there. A month is generous. Yeah. I think also the component of sleeping, right? A lot of yeah. professional athletes, the pressure they're under, they don't sleep. So their health and wellness is about bringing different Hogan's glare when he's not talking is really uncomfortable. It like really, I'm telling you, it's like he's watching people seen, fuck. I, I he's just always been, even young, he's a very strange person to look at. Yes. Oh, it's a smile. It's a very off-putting face. Oh, that's the handlebar mustache. Yeah. Like, yeah. The handlebar is very well manicured. Like, oh, yeah. Just over the lid. Like, no no one hair longer than another. I can I appreciate the, it. I can appreciate the craftsmanship while also saying that it's hideous to look at. Yeah. Yes, agreed. Yes. It's a bad choice. 
But could you imagine what he would look like without it at this point? He would look even older. Well, that's why he, he ha- feels he has to keep it. He can't change yeah. anything about his appearance because he's afraid people would look at him funny. He will look like an old man. Did you ever see those Photoshop pictures of like Trump without uh-huh. you know any of the tan or anything yeah, yeah, yeah. or the yeah, hair yeah. piece? You know, that's what you Hulk Hogan lock yourself in. Yeah. Wait a minute, Flair hasn't slept for about 30 years. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's sleeping better now. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah did you ever think of THC that? after a night, uh, night of cocaine? Yeah. Any, uh, any one of those is. sleeps could be the last one, so you got to be careful. <laughs> oh, he even, he even throws a oh, bicep. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seven what? Months, hey, I feel Stop. better than I felt in like, four decades. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Well, I mean, I train a couple hours every day, you know. So oh, boy. It's, yeah. like it's, it's still there, you know. It's still there, and I feel no, you know, I don't train. It's it's who I am, right? But you know, train through the injuries. It's always been tough, but to have the CDB reduce the inflammation, reduce the pain. It's just so important. And when you're in pain, you got a grumpy face. All right, I want to play this one other video of Ric Flair and Mike Tyson smoking weed because oh, it makes me feel so uncomfortable. Ric Flair drip. Ric Flair drip is the name of the stream. Here we are. It's when he leads on flight attendants' foreheads. <laughs> this feels like a nightmare blood rotation for me. I would not want to get high with these guys. You don't want to put anything in your mouth that was in either of their mouths. You guaranteed herpes. Guaranteed herpes. I, I feel like they'd, they'd have been treated for their herpes by no. now. No, no, you what? Think that's not tattoo? a tattoo on Tyson's face. That's the herpes oh, flare-up. Right. <laughs> just spreading because it's not treated. Oh, I see. It's horrible. It's sad. Uh, do we want to watch a, a quick clip of him smoking weed with uh, Jerogan? Which flare or Tyson? Flare. Sure. All my stuff here, ma'am. Ah, oh, shit. hey, woo choose, oh, woo choose. Oh my goodness, these Look at this. nervous just looking at him. Yeah. Oh, you got a drink? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll put my name drink. on anything. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's just energy drink. Oh, okay. Energy cool? focus. I need energy focus. This is fucking tasty. What is, is it this? Good? Is that good? Mushroom blend. It says. Yeah. What's in here? I don't know. <laughs> Be careful reading all the ingredients. I love that. <laughs> What's in here? I don't know. They just fucking write me a check. Did. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, Flair is not drinking that. He's drinking a beer. And he he's knows got, better. I think he's got the tobacco. Sparkling tea. mushroom elixir. All right. How cool. And what's that? Oh, pre rolls Nice. I'm going to spark one up with Rick Flair. Let's do it. High flying. Yeah. Magazine <laughs> riding. High <laughs> Jeff flying. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I'm only having one here with you, man. Okay. Because that's so strong. It's the infused. It smells strong. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It smells like that stuff that Ron White had that put everybody into a coma. Yeah. <laughs> it does me. Mike can smoke it like crazy. How's it taste? Good? It's so sad that Flair is not a pothead, but he just has to smoke this stuff because it's like that's how he makes money. And he's like, all right, I'm just going to go to bed. I mean, there's worse <laughs> things to be yeah. forced to do. I mean, it, I guess it's for the best. <laughs> Crosses off my bucket list. Yeah. I, don't know, like, I, I am a huge Ric Flair fan, despite knowing everything about, about him. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to smoke weed with Ric Flair. It'd get really awkward, probably. I feel Why? like I start feeling, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's something I want to do. Because well, he's too it, old? or 
I think it might staunch yeah. any of the good qualities that Rich Flick Flair has that you want to experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would shut him up probably. You know. Paranoia hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to hear two hours of stories about Ole Anderson on the crapper. You know, I don't want <laughs> I don't want him taking a nap on the couch in the corner. Uh Judorito says Hogan will say he was in a deleted scene for up and smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he he's the one that gave Cheech and Chong their ideas. You know, brother, I was originally cast in a Dave Chappelle role in a half baked brother. It was fully baked. Yes. It was fully baked till they took me out of it, brother. <laughs> Jack. They offered him the Bob Saget part and he balked. <laughs> he's not saying those lines. <laughs> um, yeah, and my other show, uh Knitro, where I watch every Is that how it's said? Yeah. Okay. The K is not silent. Is it Knot uh, Fest also? No, it's not Fest, but we jokely, jokingly call it Knitro. Because uh, the original show is called Nitro. So should call so it Knot Fest. Well, we, on, on our show, we call it Knot Fest Knitro for sure. But, uh, but in, in the proper way, you, you, don't, you don't say it. So um, but anyway, we, we're, 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 you know, Hulk Hogan is the featured player on the first, I mean, throughout most of Nitro, and it is unbearable. Uh, <laughs> Just like I can't imagine in 1995, like he's on his last uh, breath as a as a baby face. This is right before the NWO turn, and it's and he just can't break the the gimmick of saying like brother <laughs> and dude. I want to just read how quick, he talks. This we we did a review, and like there's uh, one <coughs> one monologue that he gives. Where he's talking about the Dungeon of Doom and how they've been really messing with his life and he goes i walk through the valley of the dungeon of doom brother <laughs> i fear no evil dude because the only thing to fear is evil itself brother <laughs> wait what is, is that he what Hulk... there's no evil because you should fear evil the only thing to fear is evil <laughs> he fucked up the line is that the, when when he uh, put on all black and he got rid of the yes. red yellow and started like, yes he, he became then, Dark Hulk. But not real. The, the announcers right. were saying he became Dark Hulk, but he Supposedly. acted completely the same <laughs> other than changing his clothes. There was that, nothing I, dark about it. Dude, I recommend that Dungeon of Doom angle to anybody. We watched one of the matches on our Patreon. Yes. But that whole angle from beginning to end is just just chef's it's, kiss. It's wonderful. Un- <laughs> it's, so, it's so bad, it's actually good. And they, and it was assembled just just exclusively to be a jobber stable that Hulk Hogan could beat the shit out of every single one of them, one after yes. the other. It's yeah. hilarious. Who was that older dude that they got to be the, the grand wizard of the... Curtis Iakea, the wizard. Yeah, right, right, yeah. He was just like... I'm uh, Kevin Sullivan. You will do my bidding and destroy Hulk Hogan. It's just the best <laughs> shit. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, and now, because of that, he has to do CDB. That's very sad. <laughs> very sad. In the end, the Dungeon of Doom wins because of what they've driven the Hulkster to constant diarrhea and bloating. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Gotta stop eating all that Italian food. Yeah, well, listen, that's his that's his sex pregame. What are you gonna do? <laughs> and you all the wings ch- and tater skins. It's just like the manicured mustache <laughs> and the bleach. You can't change up your routine after sixty nine years. I wonder 
Not that I've ever had my pussy eaten, but I wonder how it feels to have your pussy eaten by Hulkster with that facial hair situation. Like, does it tickle a lot? Is it scratchy? I think there's some chemical burn-off from all the dye <laughs> oh he has. Oh, my God. Like, malformed lips. Does if he, like, immediately have to, like, wash his face? <laughs> what? I was going to say, if you had your pussy yeah, eaten by Hulk Hogan. Can we do a cameo and have Hulk Hogan uh, maybe try to reach out to him and get him to eat Sid's pussy? <laughs> Seems like deprived. You said you've never Seems had like it eaten. a pantomime of it? Is Hulk Hogan on cameo? I I don't believe so. Let's see. He, he skipped past that to his own weed brand. No, he is not. I guess level. he does his own. Like, you can go to his website. And order a cameo from his website. Oh, really? How much does it cost? Let me see. I bet it's very expensive. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry. You can meet him in Florida. You oh, at his restaurant, I only, guess? Yeah. He only does in-person meetups. Okay. And how much does that cost? Let's see. Secure your spot. Uh, any guesses? I'm going to say between $250 and $300. Darren, do you have a guess? You're muted. Uh, Sorry. Uh, I'm going to go. Oh, you know what? No, wait. I'm going to change. I was about to go lower, but reading through this, standing face to face with Hulk Hogan, I'm going to say $800. Wow. Okay. Rob, do you Uh, have a guess? Well, I know the answer. So. Uh, Okay. Clickman comment says one grand. Uh, the answer is in fact two hundred dollars. Oh, oh my wow! Goodness. Wow, Sid. A standard ticket. Oh, hold on. That's a standard, oh, premium. That's a standard ticket. Well, how much is the premium? T- premium three hundred. Okay, additional yeah. premium. Okay, I think a premium. So three hundred, I would say, is probably the real. And what is what does the premium get you? Uh, replica belts, high end figures. Okay, so he it it, it depends on. A ticket gets you a picture with Hogan and one autograph. And then a premium ticket, he'll actually... Oh, sorry. A standard ticket, he'll sign reprint posters, 8x10s, T-shirts, bandanas, a basic figure, a magazine, or a weight belt. But if you want him to sign a replica belt or a high-end figure, a Hasbro, or all these things that you could actually make money off of, he charges you an additional hundred dollars. Well, let me ask this question: Do they supply the thing that he's signing, or is this just like if you bring these? No, things... you bring. You bring. Oh, Jesus Christ! Well, I mean, that's a honestly though. I mean, you could buy it there, sure, but that's a separate fee. That seems huh. like a good, somewhat good deal, though, because I, I mean, I was just talking to somebody. I forget who it was recently. That was like they were going to see Ryback sign somewhere. Or whatever. He was asking like sixty dollars. Who the fuck is Ryback? You know what Fair. I mean? It's this Hulk yeah. Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, Hulk Hogan's say... an embarrassing, cringe mess. Like, let's be real. But he's still Hulk well, Hogan. You yeah, know what I mean? For, yeah. for a convention, like, the the default price is usually, like, 50 bucks. Or, like, 20 to 50, but I would say 50. Uh, because, uh, like, 20 would be for, like, an indie guy. Well, Greg the Hammer Valentine was getting 10. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> oh. Remember that story? But that oh, wasn't at a convention. That was at a wrestling show. This to, is a- oh, just to this day, that's one of the most cringe for someone else experiences I've ever had. But he, He's still alive, right? Yeah. He yeah. does all these great shoots now. He They have like 40 videos. There must have been like a 10-hour video that they cut up into clips that I they keep getting Jeez. suggested to me because of the algorithm. And I keep I watch everyone straight through whenever <laughs> it comes on. 
It's he's such an entertaining guy to listen to. Well, oh, you could buy Hogan's trousers. That's nice. excuse me. I'll pass on that. What? Like he worn? Heard, he heard that women were selling their used panties, so he. What? Like signed Hulkamania. Oh come on, come on! Package. Wait, used? no, I think that means he signs your package. Is this match used? It doesn't. <laughs> Does it have his sweat funk on it? His muffler <laughs> in there? <laughs> signed ring ring issued trunk. Oh, ring, ring issued. issued. That doesn't mean. What does used. that mean? That's maybe they spelled used wrong. <laughs> Rob, I know you tweeted earlier this week that you're buying speedos. What if you got the Hulk Hogan oh. trucks instead oh, and went to the beach? Sure. Oh, you know we're probably right? similar sizes. <laughs> yeah, you're the same height as he is. Yeah. I wonder what his waist size is. Let's see. I mean, Wait, so you get them in his size? You can't get them in like your size so you can wear them? No, they're his. They're literally well, his. Well, they're his, they're his ring. Uh... I've got to feel that he's girthier than you, Rob. Oh, he's a. Well, he. Wait, stomach wise or penis wise? <laughs> stomach. No, wise. his stomach is flatter than mine. No, I would. But I, he's I, like so wide and with the like barrel chested and all of that. I don't. And know. also, yeah. this is like 1986 that he's selling this to you. Like, not nah, he was much yeah. more bloated from steroids and all that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a 40 waist, so that's pretty wide. I would say he's he's around around that size, it but it was like more muscle, but it was still Google Google. I mean, his pythons were a 24, so his waist has got to be. At it's a 37, that. Uh, but that could have been, is that him at his prime? Who knows? And he's stre- it's stretchy, so you could still get into those. Mm. It's just your well, cock so and balls outline would be right. on full yeah. display. <laughs> so I, I did decide like to get a point. for swimming <laughs> Yeah, uh, because I finally understand like the actual benefit of it, which is that shorts are kind of restricting for for certain swim movements like i found myself adjusting my like lifting up my uh, shorts a bit and i already wear short shorts i wear like the four inch inseam Uh shorts like the above knee like the high above knee. i'd like to prefer to think of it as you already knew the benefits of a speedo but you had the normal amount of shame yes that you wouldn't (laughs) wear one and now you're about to be 40 and it's you're just giving up Oh, certainly. Well, the thing is, I'm not like with the speedo. Like, I would wear, uh, you know, what are those called? Like the the board shorts over them. Like, I'm not just gonna enter oh. the beach in the speedo. But oh, then, right before going in the water, I would take off the board. Oh. Tr- it's uh, exclusively for swimming. Sid, I give it three weeks before he's not. He just leaves his house with the speedo. Yeah, he's on. in the car no, just no. in a speedo and a tank top. No, th- I feel <laughs> I feel very naked in, in the. I yeah, mean, you're just wearing you you're like wearing that. briefs. Uh, but it's it's comfortable for like, but for swimming, it's like who can't like who's looking at you when you're swimming? And also, I want to mention to your point, Darren, of the shame. I'm like in the minority of men with outfits that like I would say 85 percent of the men that, that go swimming at the pool are wearing speedos. It's it's like an accepted part of the yeah. but they're the all culture in their mid sixties. Certainly, certainly. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> but even the young guys, I mean, I guess there are some young guys that wear the Lycra shorts. But if I'm going Lycra, uh-huh. I'm going to go all the way. It's gotta go to the so wait, have a- you already done this or have you not? Actually- so I ordered a pair. I ordered a pair at size 40, but they were too tight. They couldn't contain the package. Oh, really? So I had to, <laughs> I had to return the whole, them. And the I, whole I, package or the package package. 
Uh, the, well, really, it's my the issue isn't necessarily my package, but uh, just my more my butt cheeks and like my the th- <laughs> well, the you got three gap. of them, so yeah, so the whole package, not the package, yeah, 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 not 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 my crotch, more so, <laughs> more so the under like that the hamstring area, the side, the, the inner, the fupa. under butt. The inner the fupa. underbutt. The no, fat no, no, not under, the fupa. The fat the, under pussy area. The below, the below pussy area. Yeah, the taint. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a massive taint. The second fupa. Fupa self. <laughs> uh, the, my fupa rests comfortably on top of the speedo. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, they put that on the box. <laughs> that's like the tagline for so the I, I'm still waiting for the, uh, the different size to come in. And then maybe, maybe I'll post a, a thirst trap. How about a how about a Borat slingshot? Did you ever consider yeah. that? No, that that I'm too I'm too shy to do. That's that's a that's a bit much. I think you're covering up more with the yeah, slingshot. More fabric. How are you covering up more? Not at because all. The slingshot is like a thong. Covers your nipples. But it's a thong. It's not a speedo is not a thong. A speedo right. is brief. It covers far more of your crotch. But I'm more concerned top. about the crotch coverage. Oh. Like I don't think my my balls definitely would fall out of that. Thigh. Would you ever go to an all nude? Hundred percent. Your balls fall out of jinkos. Go to an all nude pool. <laughs> I don't know. I that wouldn't be. It wouldn't be convenient to swim nude. I I, I want my junk to be secured. It just flaps around. You think it slows you down? Yeah. Yeah. It's you're not as aerodynamic with your balls yeah. out. That's what well, I, I like think. My fish. my shorts slow me down a little bit. That's why you I feel decided like a to switch to the uh, the speedo. Mm. I mean, I've swam naked. You know, I've gone to to like the bathhouses that are naked. So it, it's, but it's not something you can do competitively, or you know, who are you competing compa- with, Rob? I don't mean, com- but you know what I mean, like like something that you're doing actively. It's it's like a more of a just swim across the pool, but like to do laps, it's not comfortable. I want my I want my nuts secured, not not flapping around everywhere. Sad. The most One sensitive day. part of your dick. Give it to me. <laughs> In the pool. Too but far. Yeah. Too far. We're definitely gonna need speedo picks yeah. when available. We could so have a can, Photoshop contest. Or you could toggle that with the Ron Jeremy yet. Uh, trolling picture oh no my belly button button is far sexier than ron jeremy's that's a low bar but yeah <laughs> literally low it's low all right it's like <laughs> he's like 411 <laughs> uh we have new footage of vince neal oh dear is, it a, it, is he in a speedo he's not in a speedo he's in a caftan oh he's in a he's in a b <laughs> arthur uh, outfit Speaking of Sophia, yeah, footage of, uh, of shout at the devil. Shout at Sophia. What? Go back. Do that again. Do that part again. That was great. <laughs> that can't be real. That cannot be real. That's gotta yeah, so, be. Someone released a cat on the street. 
like uh, uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh my god. Good that... stuff. Can we hear that again, please? Shut I just shouted the shout out the devil. Shut up! <laughs> I think this is the best Vince Neil clip we've ever played. I think this is the new top, top spot. You know what, though? To be fair, he was really distracted. Someone in the front row had a Confederate flag sign, and he just... Are you sure? I thought it was a Bulgarian flag. <laughs> no, Bulgaria is where he got the caftan. Oh, okay. Imported. It's, sh- it's very chic. <laughs> yak hair. <laughs> Are yaks big in Bulgaria? Probably. I don't know. Someone yak at the devil! <laughs> yak! Yak! Yabba-dabba-ba-da-boo! <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. Oh my god, that was incredible. One more time, Rob. One more time, sure. please. It sounds like it's sped up and slowed down at the same time. <laughs> I can't even four hundred dollars to see this. It's That's, unbelievable to me. It's crazy. Oh it's gotta my be God. like rich people that were fans of Motley Crue when they were young, never got to see them do a show, and they have to see it on a bucket list, even if it's not good anymore. That's the only pe- person yeah. who is could possibly be in there. Well, all right, that's eighty percent of the audience. The other twenty percent is people who haven't been following Vince Neil clips and are completely shocked and appalled right now. Yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. People that are not online that are just right. like, oh, I loved Motley Crue. Right. Let me go see them. Oh, I could see that. Oh, Astounding. I almost want to go to one of these shows just to experience this in person, but I wouldn't pay money for it. You can just go in the other room and step on your cat's tail. And it'll just- <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. But it would. But don't do that. Unbelievable. Yeah, please don't send us videos of yourself. Stepping on cat's tails. Oh, God. What? When? How did we get to video? I wasn't suggesting anyone do it. That's what I heard. No, sick bastard. You're a very toxic person, Rob. <laughs> I do not condone any harm towards any animal. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Let's read some emails. Okay. Um. Of course, you can email us ripliveCast at gmail.com. It's the email address. And uh, we have from Israeli guy. He wishes us a happy uh, Shavuos. Shavuos. 
Isn't there a T in there? There is. And it's silent or it's pronounced as an S? I think maybe the Hebrew people say it differently, but all the Jews in America say Shavuos. Okay. It might uh, be a Yiddish thing. What is the what is the holiday? This is a big one, right? I have no idea. It's a very religious, like holy day. That's all I know. It's not one of those like Purim or something. Yeah, it's not like a happy one. It's like the suffering of the Jewish people day. It's uh, it's one of the three pilgrimage festivals that occurs on the sixth day of the Hebrew month of Sivan. In the Bible, Shavuot marked the wheat harvest in the land of Israel. The date also marks the revelation of the Ten Commandments to Moses and the Israelites at Mount Sinai, which, according to tradition, occurred on this date in 1312. Okay, so this is when the uh, Ten Commandments dropped. The hottest mixtape of its time! You know, uh, and the more I think about it now, I think it is a Yiddish thing, because they also have Sukkot, which is later in the year. And and the Jews, they say Sukkot. Jews yeah. in, in New York say Sukkot. It's like uh, how New York, like Northeastern Italians say mozzarella instead mozzarella. of mozzarella. Yeah, yeah, in the, yeah. So on this Wikipedia, it, it's pronounced Shavuot. That's how they say it with the T, okay. without the S. Uh, okay. so Swell, yeah, good yomtiv. Big... <laughs> it's the uh, yeah. So there you go. So this is like this is like the epilogue holiday to Passover. <laughs> it's like the, the sequel. Uh, and in celebration, uh, Israeli guy sent us this remix of a Guns N' Roses classic. Let's let's play it. Yeah, Shofar, baby. Wait, was that what Vince Steel was doing just now? Oh, maybe. Oh, you're right. He was celebrating Shavuos. <laughs> Who knew? That was their uh, Borough Park show. Yappa, papa, papa, papa. <laughs> At the devil. Yappa, pie, brother. <laughs> they should do a duet. Do the Yappa, oh pie song. <laughs> now I want more shofar covers of. Are there? He wasn't really covering it. He just played that, and they matched it up with the Guns yeah. N' Roses song. That's fair. Shofar rock cover. Nah, we need more is. of these. It's not oh. going to yield anything. Well, there's one result that's heavy metal. Oh. Uh, David E. Rainman playing the show for? It might be. Maybe Avi from Magruder Grind? What, what are other famous metal Jews? Barbara Streisand. <laughs> no? She gets in the pit sometimes. Corpse Grinder? Fisher. That's a that's a Jewish name. Fisher. I like to hear the show for blast. 
sometimes slow and sometimes fast. <laughs> the I best like Evanescence song. Is she talking about sex? Is this like a? Happy, happy New Year. Is this like a like a subtle uh, sex imagery? Sometimes slow and sometimes fast. Shofar is a peener. I Fair. bet there you can find porn somewhere of a woman fucking herself with a shofar. I bet oh, that okay. exists. Oh, there, there's a band, Chaos uh, Act. They have a song called Roar, Roar of the Shofar. Actually, Sounds like the intro to SmackDown or something. Let's get it. Yeah, I don't know what was so Jewish about that. So uh, then we have an email from Sean. Our former, former call? Different Sean. Not no. the one that. Uh. <laughs> R.I.P. a legend. Uh, all right, lads. Sean from Glasgow, Scotland here. Pronounced Glasgow, not Glasgow. Oh. That's what you Glasgow. just said. Glasgow. Uh, been listening since 2016. In that time, I had gotten married. I got a dog, bought a house, had two kids, got a university degree at Damn. community development, which is like turning Rage Against the Machine into a degree, and got divorced. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. And all we've been doing is doing a show. Circle of Life. No, I did a few of those things, too. Yeah. No, that's fair. Do we was... take credit for these events in his life? Since they well, all happened since he started listening to us. Then he says that the live cast has helped me laugh my balls off throughout the whole thing. That so might be why your know. wife left you. you no balls. balls anymore. Ballless. Yeah. At least he got two kids before the balls fell off. Try some uh, C- CDB. <laughs> Don't know if you guys know much about Scotland. Uh, although we're part of Britain and have that cunt of a monarchy and a state. <laughs> The majority, arguably, of us don't really want anything to do with that and would rather be an independent nation. The British government is a right-wing shit show, but Scotland, in Scotland, we have a devolved parliament with a government whose primary agenda has been independence and socialism for 16 years. But the prevailing homogeny of Westminster has pretty much blocked any meaningful attempts other than a 2014 referendum, which was marred by one-side British broadcasting. I'm liking all this political lesson here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scottish, Scottish politics are way more progressive than that of the UK government. We have free schools, free meals for kids, free college, free university, free healthcare, free prescriptions, no medical weed though, Rob. <laughs> free period products in bathrooms, childcare payments, etc. Pretty welcoming to refugees and asylum seekers, anti-war, anti-nuclear, although England stores their new cash in Scotland. Scotland is also one of the highest producers of clean energy in Europe and voted overwhelmingly against Brexit. We're now I'm starting to think this is just someone working for the Scottish government trying to get yeah. us to just read Scottish propaganda. Oh, is this clips from Wikipedia? I wanted to say one one thing, Rob, to make sure you, you kind of glossed over this. But he said uh, nuke cash, meaning their nuclear cash, not their yeah. new cash. 
<laughs> it, was a little, it sounded a little. No, I'm being serious. Like it was might have been a little uh, hard to discern that. So hmm. they keep their nukes in fucking Scotland, which is crazy. Uh, anyway, apologies for my nation dump. It just frustrates me as much as your country frustrates you. Uh, love it. Oh, I think I missed something. Uh, Scotland's also one of the highest producers of clean energy in Europe and voted overwhelmingly against Brexit. We're now yeah. living through what's being called a cost of living crisis. Anyway, apologies for the dump. Blah, blah, blah. Love all the political shoot, shit shooting you guys do, as well as Sid's brutal one-liners, Darren's spot-on impressions, and Rob's candid goofiness. Also, Rob, congrats on coming out on the show. The following episodes were so funny. Would you fuck 1999 Ministry Undertaker if Paul Bearer was allowed to watch? <laughs> I mean, I'm not gay, but that's I, the most uh, visually unappealing Undertaker. Yeah. Is Paul uh, Bearer like going woo in the background? Yeah, like I don't understand. Like, like, is he implying that I definitely would fuck Undertaker, but adding Paul Bearer yes. Maybe yes. creates a wild card? Yes. Because no, I wouldn't fuck Undertaker. Period. He's not attractive. Aww. <laughs> you not, wouldn't want that ginger Heine? Like twenty five year old Undertaker, you wouldn't. No, he has no, he has no body. He's not. He's he's just. He's got no body. Yadi yadi. He's he's, that booty? he's very. I understand what Rob's saying. He's like a slab of meat. Yeah, he's a, no, he's, like a, a, he's like a giant stick. A he's a great stick. wrestler. I'll stand by yeah. that. But he's not visually appealing in any way. Yeah, though. he has no physique. He has no curves. <laughs> I think. You know, he's just. We were talking about Mark Calloway. This is we were, fucked up. Can, we were talking about. It. We were talking about Hulk Hogan earlier. I, I feel the same applies to him somewhat. He's just a, an off-putting person to look at, and I think that contributed to his persona too. Like he's supposed to be a scary guy. But he's yeah. just. A, he looks like a big, like weird-looking person. I don't know. I don't know what another better <laughs> way to put it is. Yeah. Because all his yeah, facial features are like right in the middle of his face, like that. He's got a big ass head with small, a small area delineated for all of his facial features. And you don't see too many six foot eleven redheads, too. I think that's just yeah. the, the shock of that is a little odd. But I mean, he Rob wouldn't see him that way because he'd be bent over. If you see him without the trappings of The Undertaker, like when he was Mean Mark in WCW, which, by the way, that's hilarious to me, that someone saw this guy with all this talent, and they were like, well, what do we name him? Like, okay, what's his name? Mark. Okay, Mean Mark. Leave me alone. I got some other shit to do. <laughs> Where's he from? Uh, Texas. Okay, give him some leather pants. I bet he supplied his own leather pants. Maybe. But they were chaps, though. Shifty Shortcake asks if Rob is into big bad booty daddies. Um, Scott Snyder was attractive, sure. Really? I wouldn't uh, have predicted that. Yeah. You mean like ninety one Scott like Steiner? Like mullet Scott, Scott Steiner or big papa pump? Mullet Scott Steiner, yeah. I was definitely attracted to Mullet Scott but Steiner. But what when he started roiding like extremely? Mm, not started... so much, but I wouldn't kick him out of bed. Not as much, but <laughs> I don't think there would be room for the two of you in the bed. Well, it'd have to problem. be a California king for sure. <laughs> what if Samoa Joe was added as a threesome and then there was a 30, oh, no, 33% no. chance? Be a 33% chance I'd be getting the hell out of there. But there's a 6.5% chance you come on both of their faces and he and Samoa Joe isn't even involved because you're not even going to try. So, <laughs> Rob, would you let Gangrel bite your neck? No, thank you. 
Really? I mean, he wouldn't puncture the skin. Just a little I don't nibble. Wanna, I don't want a gangrel hickey. I don't want one. What if, what if, I don't want what people to be like, was... hey, where'd you get that hickey? Oh, it's this vampire wrestler. You, you don't have admit, to answer them. It's hack. You didn't tell us about your hickey for fucking 11 yeah. years. <laughs> I told you, you about it just hearing. off air. You told us. I was speaking for the audience. Yeah. All this time, it was Gangrel. Who knew? <laughs> wow, that would be a swerve if it really wasn't <laughs> who he told us it was. Because he didn't want to tell us it was Gangrel. <laughs> it's like when the popular kid in high school is hooking up with an ugly girl and doesn't want anybody to know, so he's extra mean to her. Wow. In public, but then in the stairwell. Am I the popular banging. guy or the ugly girl? Is this no, Gangrel is the ugly girl. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's kind of accurate. Yes, it's very accurate. Yeah. All right, let's go through our Spotify picks. Oh. Uh, every week we each pick a song. Throw it on a Spotify playlist that we call the RIP a live cast music break. And we have nearly two days uh, worth of songs to listen to on there. We each add a track every week. There's 517 songs. They're all nearly 35 hours already. Uh, this week I picked a track from Flying Lotus Do the Astral Plane. That's like a DJ, right? Yes, he. The way I got into him was through Adult Swim. He did all the music for their interstitials. Didn't he also what like when Hannibal Burris briefly had a Comedy Central show? Wasn't Flying Lotus like the in-house DJ for that? I think I didn't see that show, but I could believe that he's very in with the comedians and uh, great DJ, very fun. I, I saw him live uh, right before the pandemic started. It was very fun, uh, and he's a really, really great DJ. Really good beats. And uh, this album, uh, Cosmogramma, I was super into it like five years ago. And then I kind of forgot about it. And it recently came up in a shuffle and I got like back into it again. So it's a fun album. And this was one of my favorite tracks on it. Do the Astral Plane. That's my pick. Sid, what are you picking? Uh, well, before I tell my pick, uh, RIP this week is just for Tina Turner. Dying, oh, yes. Legend. She's, I did not pick a Tina Turner song. I looked for like rock and roll or punk rock Tina Turner covers and I couldn't find anything good. So I tried. But either way, RIP Tina Turner. I will say, uh, I don't know if I can't remember. I probably told this story before, but the first like vaguely sexual feelings I could remember having were in uh, thinking of Tina Turner's armpits. As a like, probably like a second grader. Well, like fucking them, like putting your dick between her arms. Well, like my first crush I can remember was Olivia Newton-John in Greece, but that was a very like wholesome kind of. Oh, I just she looks so nice. I want to give her a hug, kind of thing. Yeah, the first thought I remember that I knew was like somehow naughty, and I couldn't just talk about was like Tina Turner. She would always have like these dresses on where like her arms were uh, exposed mm. and she'd like raise her arms and it felt naughty to like see a female celebrity's armpit to I me see. as a kid. Like I didn't know that there were even okay. naughtier things you could see. That was like the pinnacle. Yeah. And she Tina was, Turner's uh, armpit. She, I mean, she was very uh, she was ripped, half naked and like ripped. Yeah, like, <laughs> great. I was blown away by uh, listening back to her music this week how much of it was rock oriented like oh, yeah. there's like like hard rock guitars you know and saxophone lots of saxophones 
<laughs> but it, it was like rock music. It wasn't like necessarily R and B, and that was really impressive. Like I well, didn't really think of her in that light. And her voice listening. was like a very rock singer voice. Yeah, that's it. You know, a lot of her. Well, her the first half of her career was R and B and stuff, but. It's not available. It's not on Spotify. Really? Yeah. Like everything she put out on Spotify starts in like the 80s that I saw. Maybe there's something wrong with. I wonder if that's my internet or something related. Yeah, Yeah, possibly. Maybe it's his because he owns the rights to all the music that they did together. That was like the thing. that She was like, you have everything. Just give me the name and I'll make my own way. She uh, so like her later stuff in like the mid 80s to onward never like really. Appealed to me that much because it's just very poppy. It's more like radio friendly, and her shit like where she really shines is when she was doing the Motown. Like stuff, what are some you know? what are, what are some uh, standout tracks for you, Darren? Well, you know what she she used to cover all the so like Proud Mary, obviously she mm-hmm. used to cover all that was like a, a a lot of her. She has an album called Acid Queen, uh, which is like all her you know standards that she did but like it's like all whatever she's doing motown type stuff 60s type stuff soulful stuff top notch when she did like we don't need another hero and she did the bond track mm. for that's what was it golden eye and like you know even what's love got to do with that it's okay so it's personal yeah, to her private dancer it's just too simply syrupy. the best I'm just, your private dancer. I think she's just way better suited to doing this high energy stuff, you know, high energy. Yeah, you know. I agree. The high, like her high energy is so infectious. Watching, yeah. watching her live footage. I wanted to pick uh, a Tina Turner song and they didn't have anything of her old shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I went with a different, uh, but Sid, you didn't give yours, your actual yeah. song yet. I, I, I didn't really have any inspiration this week. So it was one of those things where I was just like, okay, quick, what's the first band that pops into my head? And it was Chicks Dig It, the Canadian pop punk band from the late 90s, early aughts. And I just picked one of their songs from my favorite Chicks Dig It album, the song 323. It's about his uh, shitty Mazda. That's oh, all. Okay. We don't need another Mazda. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I played a Run DMC song. Oh, the nice. song is called Sucker MCs, wow. and it's their breakthrough hit. And it's from the album, uh, the soundtrack to the movie Crush Groove, mm. which they're also in. But the reason I picked it is more interesting than the song, I think, because uh, I was thinking about this. Somebody mentioned, I was talking to somebody that I met, and they were saying how they were from the town of Cheshire, Connecticut. And I went to a baseball camp in Cheshire, Connecticut oh, wow. for one week. And it was the only time in my life that I went to a sleepaway camp. And it was like they were training you for baseball. And I have more stories from this one week of my life than I think I have from all the rest of my 40-plus years combined in my life. Jesus Christ. I could do a whole podcast episode talking about all the things that happened to me when I was 10 years old when I went to this camp. But one of the things that happened was that they paired us up with roommates. So at 10 years old, you had a little roommate. You shared two beds in the room. You would go out to the common areas, do all the things you're supposed to do. This kid, I, he, we just immediately clicked. He was an awesome kid. His name was Mark. He's a black kid who was adopted by white parents. He used to joke around that he was like different strokes and all that. <laughs> and uh, he sang that song about 150,000 times, the Sucker MC song. 
Um, Once I heard this person mention Cheshire, Connecticut, my mind did the leapfrog thing and went straight to sucker MCs, and it took me back to like a very nice time in my life. Although the rest of that camp was very frightening and traumatizing, uh, I did make a good friend there, uh, and I maybe I'll tell one of those stories one day in the future. I may have told one or two already. Like I shit my pants and I got caught disposing of the the evidence in a trash can. And the Tad steaks? Or this? No, this is actually shitting my pants. They got out of my pants. Uh. And, uh, Tad steaks. So at least you got better at it. In fact, that kid Mark, uh, when I, well, here's what happened. I shit my pants. It brought me back to the camp. I didn't know what to do. We were out at some field, like doing some baseball drills or something. I came back. I didn't know what to do with them. So I stuffed them in a bag and I put them in the back of the closet. I was afraid to take them out to the garbage or whatever. And they were just sitting in the back of the closet. And it was the last day at camp. And Mark came back to the room to say goodbye to me because his uh, white uh, millionaire parents showed up to uh, take him off back home. And he was like, uh, hey, man, it was really nice to meet you. I had a great time. I just oh, smell like God. shit in here. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. And then he did another <laughs> verse of Sucker MCs and he left. <laughs> I was like, do Sucker MCs one more time. He's like, okay, oh, just so for old time's sake. He did it and then, uh, and then he left. And then I just, my mother picked me up and I took the shit out on the way out to go meet her. And I dumped it in the garbage and someone from the second floor window of the the camp dormitory was like, I see what you did with those shitty drawers. I seen you. I seen you. Like just shit, that old man. That was me. I'm sorry, Darren. Who cares? What are you supposed to do with shitty drawers? What are you supposed to do with shitty drawers? Yeah. Leave them inside the room that you're not returning to. Maybe. I didn't feel comfortable. I felt like that was a moral uh, violation. <laughs> so, see, this is what you get for being a moral person. You got so you didn't have any shit on your else. pants? Like, you didn't smell like shit after you got rid of your. No, I, I showered when I got oh. back, obviously. But, like, when you got in the car, you didn't shower before that, right? I did. Of oh. course I did. There was oh, like okay. an eight hour gap between coming back with the oh, shitty I drawers see, and then see. leaving. Oh okay, okay. oh, okay. You just didn't have anywhere to dispose of it. I didn't no, I didn't not that I didn't have anywhere to dispose of it. I was a, I was ashamed to be seen doing it. So I was like I waited till the very last minute mm. when I could do it and make a getaway. But I still got caught somehow. <laughs> very like yeah, how would they know what exactly you're disposing Here's of? Here's why. Because I took the bag and I turned it upside down and did this. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was a 10-year-old kid. Leave me alone. I was traumatized. Well, you learned <laughs> since then, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a valid question. I don't know why I did that. Well, so, lesson that's, learned. That's like the fourth most interesting story of what happened. Again. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, uh, we'll be hearing plenty of them in the future. And of course, if you want to he- hear more live cast, you can always subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash livecast. Five bucks a month gets you access to two bonus episodes every friggin' month. And uh, we have a few great ones up on right now. Uh, what are our latest ones? Li- the latest one was uh, one of the, our naughty links, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's and- right. We did sexy stories. We we have a new favorite song that we discovered on this one, and we uh, uh, we learned about cockroaches. 
And uh, just a little teaser, we uh, last week I prematurely said that we were going to do a watch-along of the show Banded, but that show is so bootleg that uh, you can't even find it streaming online. So uh, we, uh, at the last moment, we discovered uh, a new Vince Neil documentary from last year that's even better, and we did a watch-along of that, and that's coming out on June 1st, and it's fantastic. This is how bootleg that show is, okay? I'm going to break it down for you. We watched on our Patreon Brooklyn 11223, which is basically a glorified pilot that lasted eight episodes somehow. And that's online, available to stream. And Vince Neil's show Bandit is not. Unreal. Yeah, and that show was from like 10 years ago. <laughs> and this one came out last week or two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, so the, the documentary also, I was thinking about this documentary and, you know, other than his early life, like once it gets to uh, him joining Motley Crue, it then completely turns into a Motley Crue documentary. Like everything yeah. is just about Motley Crue at that point. Yeah. Right. Uh, but we had a great time roasting him. That's of this Thursday. And we actually, I will say a little tease for that. We learned something new about the death of Razzle that we did not know before. Something oh, very yes. interesting. Yeah. So much was learned. So if you're enjoying our ride roasting Vince Neil as much as we are, hit up our Patreon for a little more. And if you want to, if you like what you hear, you want to throw us a few extra bucks, ten bucks, you become a top livecast fan of the week, and you get a shout out at the end of the show, which is right now. And um, listen up, brother. I want to tell Eric. I want to tell Benjamin. Eat your vitamins. Eat your CDB. And get high, dude. And Sam, I am Dan R. I want to trip on some ayahuasca with you, brother. <laughs> I want you to swallow some Hogan brand ayahuasca, dude. Puke your guts out. And then you're going to hallucinate. And you're going to see Mindy Mayer's Kippa. You're going to see Sasur Sasusit's Jack. And they're going to come to you in a dream. And they're going to say, oh, Hugo likes tacos. And oh, Lando Dick's brother. And then you're going to say to them, I want a drink of LaCroix, dude. Okay, brother, man. I'm, then, I've, been, I've been cooking up a big, a big bathtub full of meth in Hollywood Hogan's bathtub meth lab, brother, dude. <laughs> It's the it's ninety nine percent pure, dude. And I'm gonna give that bath to Doug Pigman, brother. <laughs> giving it I'm away? Losing my voice, Hulk. Hulk, don't give it away. You'd find yourself a billionaire uh, tech bro to to sell it on an app. I'm like. gonna get some investments from Corey and Scotty H. Speaking of H, gonna do some H with Douglas. Who are you, Levison, brother, dude, yeah. Jack? And then I'm going to say, H, guys, it's Josh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our show, folks. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week for the first show of June. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.